What's going on, quitters? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me. I am your host, comedian Maxim Allen. Today is a very special day, guys. Today is the 100th episode. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So I don't know if you flipped the camera. Yeah, you did. Okay, so uh, today is something different. I couldn't decide who was important enough to interview for my 100th episode, so I just decided to pick, f- like, 15 of my friends and interview them all for five minutes each. <laughs> also, uh, if you're listening to this, today is my birthday, so as a birthday gift, why don't you fucking subscribe to the YouTube channel, okay? How would you do that for me? That would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're going to go and get going. This is the uh, Don't Quit Your Day Job 100th episode slash Maxim's birthday slash hot take-a-thon. Everyone is going to come up here. They're going to get five minutes to share their hot take about creativity, art, whatever the fuck it may be. It's a, it's a whole thing. All right. This is kind of a live show. It's going to get crazy. So buckle up. Our first guest this evening, you may recognize him from a really boring monologue about how long it took him to set up the studio. Give it up right now for Connor Kafiache. All right, Connor. He's sitting down. What's your what's your hot take? What do you got for me today? All right. Uh, comedians don't get paid enough. Okay. The that's, audience that's fair, doesn't fair. give a shit. They don't want to get paid. <laughs> that's okay. All comedians are like, just, we get paid fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think just comedians. I think all artists aren't valued. It's the one thing in our society that we look at as mm. a job. And you're like, the only way you're going to do this is if you love it, yeah. not for the money. And I do think that is... Old-fashioned. How much do you think comedians at our level should get paid? A living wage. Okay, what's I, a living wage, though? Uh, I mean, you? it all depends. Curbside comedy, if you're interested in checking it out, this audience going crazy for it. You can look at them. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um, a living wage defined by curbside comedy is $3,000 a month. So if you're working 25 days a week, the working week, you would make, what, $120? An hour? No, a day. A day. Okay. That's a living wage. Maybe not in New York. It would obviously depend. <laughs> but if you yeah, make $3,000... should get paid a living wage in Iowa. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I know some people that make $3,000 a month and they're scraping by in New York. Yeah, yeah, But it's totally. still like you can... Hopefully, with that baseline, you can end up doing a whole lot more. That's true. That's true. That's actually a good, a very earnest hot take to start the show with. <laughs> I was going to do a different one, but I decided not well, to. Okay. First off, let me ask this. How much... How much uh, you do a 10-minute spot on a show. How much should you get paid as a comic, in your opinion? I don't know if I have a definite number because I think it also depends on, like, marketing and, like, obviously how good the show is because mm-hmm. my model's always been the audience should pay what they think the show is worth. So okay. it can fluctuate. So if you suck, if you're bad <laughs> at what you do, and I'm not saying you should just get paid because you're doing it. Right, right, right. But if you're good at it, a 10-minute spot, I feel like $50 is not a bad place to start. 50 sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'd be pretty, pretty happy with that. I mean, yeah. my first shows, I mean, everyone, I got paid $10 for my first shows. Did anyone get paid less for their first show in here? Shout it out. How much should I pay you? <laughs> yeah, it was my show. Andrew, this is my show. How much should I pay you? $5. It was $5. Oh. That's, what, that's what happens when you let the crowd donate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, well, I don't necessarily think it's just comedians. I do think comedians should be paid more in general. Right, right. But I, we, we talk about this a lot. I think anyone in the creative field often is undervalued. And then it almost is like you're undervalued until you're paid a lot of money. Right, right, right. And there's right. No, not like a middle class. And there's not really a middle class in comedy too mm. much. It's like people that are either really struggling to get by, not getting by, or like we all know them and they make a boatload Whoa. of money. We have to make the comedian middle class. Yeah, we are saving America. We got to Henry Ford this shit. Yeah. And define yeah, it. Yeah, we need to 
manufacture comedy. Can you imagine making like $60,000 a year just from doing comedy? Yes, I can. That sounds fantastical. Wow, I'm big. <laughs> anyone in the audience know Joey Dispenza? We uh, Joey D fans? No. no. <laughs> uh, David Dobbs is definitely lying. Mr. Marbles? Uh, he's big into manifesting. Okay. You say you got to live in the future before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do. It I can't imagine it. What was your... Uh, what, what's the... Actually, everyone here, what's the most someone's made from a show? 300. Are you shitting me? 50 for like just your spot. That's like that's a good one. I feel like do you 300 just for a spot? Australia, us in yeah. Australia. Okay, they figured it out. Dollary dues. <laughs> 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 Damn, holy shit! I you're still the most that anyone's ever paid me for a spot, which was cool because I used it to buy my train ticket. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing too. It's like you get onto a festival, and you're like, oh, it's such a big deal. This is so sick. And then you buy a plane ticket, you pay for a hotel, you get food every night of the week. Uh, that you're there three times uh, a day. And then you're like, all right, here's no money. Here's exposure. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not every festival. But I think like festivals are like hangs, though. You get to hang and you have a good crowd. Typically. Yeah, it's a, a vacation. Yeah, it is a vacation. And you're, where you're working for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> I mean, much. It just seems really weird. But we talk about, too, like the New York model, which I think is starting to fade, like the bringer mm. model and all of that. Right, right, like right. that's so you're literally working for someone else. And that makes no sense. Um, I think there's a better way to do it overall. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what you're doing with, like, there's so many people uh, that do independent shows now in Brooklyn that people are showing up and supporting. Mm-hmm. Like, when I came back to New York, I was like, oh, I really want to help the independent scene. And I started going to shows. I'm like, oh, a lot of these shows are really doing well. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't need support. Right. They just, like, need to overtake the traditional model yeah for lower tier comedians which is you bring six people they all pay 120 dollars yeah, for yeah. three drinks and you get no money yeah that sucks what was your that's a good point i think that's some uh i mean we talk about in the studio episode yeah. that we were like we want to get fair payment across the board here yeah yeah and make sure people are compensated what was your in the last 30 seconds you were allowed to be up here what's your what was your uh, other hot take movie tickets too <laughs> expensive movie tickets are too expensive yeah how much should a movie ticket be Free. Free. Those artists shouldn't be paid at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should be paid except for movie stars. Yes, you can, exactly. uh, you, they should get paid in exposure because yes. they get to fuck whoever they want. So Is that true? Basically. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, get out of here. Thank you for sharing right. your hot take. Hey. Give it up for Connor Kafiachang, guys. Thank you. Happy right. birthday. Up next, we have my lovely girlfriend. Everyone give it up. Oh, just kidding. My lovely boyfriend. Everyone give it up right now for David Dobbins. <laughs> you may recognize him as the host of the S&D podcast and also, <laughs> and also my co-virgin in command for two virgins. We're dating. We're dating. We're dating. All right, uh, David, what's your hot take? Hold what on, you got let from- me record this set. <laughs> I'm going to examine this later. Okay. The DMV is good. DMV is good. Okay, why is DMV good? Um, let's see what else. I didn't really hit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this idea I had. Is like to be an Al Qaeda. Like you have to be. You have listen. Okay, you have to be really into it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if you like it, but you don't want to do it every day? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? How much Al Qaeda ing do you think you have to do before you're not a poser? Um. 10%. 10% of your time? Like, I would, uh, 
I wouldn't join Al Qaeda, but I would join Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. <laughs> Part time internship. <laughs> you know, like the what's that called? The National Guard, but like for Al Qaeda. Whoa. <laughs> they pay for my college. <laughs> I'll get another degree. I don't care. Get dude. another degree. What do you think? You, what do you think? De- which degree do you think would be most important for your Al Qaeda? Um, what are they looking for? What are they trying to recruit? Studies. Prob- <laughs> I don't know. Al Qaeda. Uh, science, probably. Science, probably. They're, yeah, they're doing different types of science projects. Are they still around? Um. Well, and you, oh, we're recording this uh, Jan or J- July twenty third, two thousand twenty two. So if if historians go back in the record and they find an Al Qaeda reference, I just hope they know that that's not like still topical. Yeah, well, there <laughs> people are gonna be watching this for a while. This is gonna be on a lot of stations. Yeah, like uh, True TV. True TV because they speak the truth. <laughs> that's what that channel is about. We're actually getting this on VH one, and I want people be- to see this. This, this is, is fueled this by faith mug. Fueled by faith and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on VH1 because we got such a star-studded lineup on this this podcast. It's a lot today. of great, great people on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you actually prepare a hot take? Yeah, I told you the DMV. Um, <laughs> how about? Um, Are you just going through your material? <laughs> no, no, I did not prepare that line. Okay, that was off the top. Okay. <laughs> Listen, um, oh, another thing I think is really easy is to build a studio. (laughs) I think it's really easy. It doesn't take that much work. Listen, I was upstairs the whole time. It was freaking easy, bro. It was easy to build, dude. It wasn't even a big deal. Everything you see here, folks, is all command strips. It's all held together as command strips. That's the whole thing. That's really true, actually. If you were going to make a studio for your Al Qaeda job, what would it kind of be like? <laughs> um, it would have to be dark and dank <laughs> with weird cameras. Weird cameras? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What kind of vibe are you going really for? Really weird cameras, like camcorders. Like probably. camcorders? Like, yeah. I'm imagining like flip phone like yeah. recordings. Like, you know, like the ones your dad used where it has a little screen that yeah. popped out of the side? Yep. Probably, probably <laughs> one of those. Dude, they actually use those for two nosy meerkats. Do they when really? When I went in there to Lucas's place, he had two of those on tripods, and I was like, Camcorder. I, I was on there, dude. I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. They gave me a little something. That's from why my... you think setting up a studio is easy. You just don't even look at the hardware. You're just kind of floating through the space. Yeah. <laughs> I just came down here and it was built. <laughs> so I don't get what the big deal is. <laughs> look, this is this brick was already here. <laughs> he didn't have to build that. My grandfather. <laughs> he built this brick. Okay. You guys, when you guys can actually tell when you guys move out, you can tell the landlord that the value of this apartment increased because you got the exposed brick in here. Oh, that's so true. We <laughs> could. There's exposed brick in the basement now. And they're like, what the fuck did oh. you do? <laughs> but they're, they're really... They're, these landlords, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hot take. The landlords are good. I don't think... People are always like, kill That is your, a really hot, hot they take. They always say, kill... <laughs> yeah, dude, landlords are great. Respect them. Don't use your landlord's name in vain. Okay? <laughs> dude! People, <laughs> people are like... Kill your landlord? I'm like, kiss him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give him a little kiss, dude. What's the best? Nobody land- kisses their landlord anymore. <laughs> What's the best landlord you've ever had? Uh, probably um, this, the current one. Have you met a landlord? The current regime person? is the best. The current regime. <laughs> <laughs> I love the current regime. <laughs> They're great. 
Have you have you they met let us them? do illegal businesses in the basement? <laughs> yeah, they're, dude. Re- they're really good. This is illegal business. <laughs> this is legal. We have an LLC. We have an LLC in Venmo Landlords accounts. love community. That's what it stands <laughs> for. Okay. Mm. Have you had a little had bit a, of Zima? What? Have you ever had a terrible landlord? Um, never. Never. No. What do you mean? Have you ever like have you? <laughs> okay. How does? <laughs> That's sort of an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> Terrible landlord. I don't even. See how, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really see how that works at all. But okay. okay, that's pretty good, I guess. If you haven't had. Are you worried about those lights poking you? I don't know. Are you, you, no, you're worried like, about a million dollar baby situation. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta out. watch out for that. Dude. <laughs> that's bad feng shui, dude. You don't want to have pointy shit. I think. You gave me that book. I did give you the feng shui. You didn't shui even book. read it. What's your feng shui hot take? Um, is there something that bothers you now when you go into other people's places? Um, why is it spelled like that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no um, feng shui, uh, I think it's all, I think I read it and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Chi? I mean, where does it go? It's easy. I, like, where is it? <laughs> What's I, the deal? I think the whole thing with it is literally just like the chi flow in the book is just places you want to walk that's it right yeah yeah you want to walk to a window and you want to walk to another door and just don't block those yeah i don't know i don't know the chi is wherever my landlord says it is okay (laughs) that's that's what i believe all right you want the chi flow to work better that's (laughs) an extra hundred dollars a month (laughs) exactly yeah i'll pay for it that's a small price to pay for a chi you should uh, get a degree in feng shui and go back to (laughs) al-qaeda arrange their cage they will pay for your degree al-qaeda will pay You don't even have to be that into it. You could be lukewarm. You could be, <laughs> be a part-time guy. You could just yeah, be like whatever. a janitor. I'm doing it for now. It's paying the bills. It's kind of a stepping stone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get the fuck out. Oh, All right. Give it up for David Dobbins, God everybody. Bless. <laughs> and kiss your landlord. All right. Coming up next, it is actually my wonderful g- girlfriend, the hilarious uh, producer of Leachy Martini Comedy. It is Leland. Oh. All right, take a seat, Lee. Lee, what's what's your hot take for the day? Uh, my hot take for the day? Uh, David Dobbins talks too much. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, mac and cheese is disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is very disgusting. All right, give us the rundown of why you think the mac and cheese is disgusting. To begin with, it's just so mushy. It's just like, And it's just one flavor. And I tried a lot of different kind of mac and cheese. I wish I could like it. I never do. It just mm. every time we're like, yeah. <laughs> Even mac and cheese with the mix-ins, not good. No, bacon bits don't make it better. Well, but like mushy, mushy food is kind of good though. I don't know. You like mushy foods, right? Yeah, not when it's like, when it's in- intentionally to be like that. But macaroni gets so it tastes like old glue stick <laughs> mixed in glue, regular glue. If you were gonna, have you had a good macaroni and cheese yet that you actually liked? Uh, yeah, made by Chef. Okay, what was it? Chef Shagun. He was an old episode. Check it out. What was in it? Uh, he has um shrimp scallop and his own the sauce he fermented for more than sixteen weeks. What? Oh yeah, God. he makes that sauce into his mac and cheese. It is really, really good. But that's the only one. And but it was still m- mushy texture, though, right? No, it's less mushy. Less mushy. It's fresh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you had like a baked mac and cheese? Yeah. And it, it, it too mushy still. It's even more disgusting. <laughs> okay. All right. If you were gonna personally fix mac and cheese, what were we gonna? What would you do? <laughs> I say take it out. Just take it out. Uh, why? What? Why would you fix something that's 
basically a pile of hard diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. So does Nick's d- j- mac and cheese from the diet, from culinary, from Just the cuisine? Just get it out. Get, get it, it out. out. Done with it? No. Do any? <laughs> does anybody here actually like mac and cheese? Everyone Fuck is y'all. raising their hands. <laughs> Fuck y'all. No. <laughs> What what do you think is a good replacement for mac and cheese? What should people have instead of mac and cheese? Why do we have to replace it? There are so many other different kind of food. Right, exactly. So what would be your different kind of food you should tell people to eat? If they're like, I want something like cheesy and mushy, what would you tell them? Why would they, anybody want something cheesy and mushy? Listen to yourself. It sounds so disgusting. It sounds like... <laughs> You're not helping here. You're not helping. <laughs> what's the, okay? So like, what's is there a food that's similar to mac and cheese that's good though? In your opinion, or are you just like what's similar to mac and cheese? I don't know. I don't eat enough cheese too. It, it, to me, it just feels like a pasta, but with like melted cheese. Yeah, then pasta, like, then Alfredo. Do you like pasta Alfredo? It's fine. It's fine. I don't like pasta in general. Okay, why don't you like pasta? Uh, is your macaroni and cheese hate rooted in your pasta hate? No. No. Okay. <laughs> what's your what's the deal with pasta? Uh, if I already have access and variety for the original version of pasta, and even better, why do I go for it? Mm. Tell the listeners what you mean by original version of pasta. I'm Chinese. <laughs> From China. So yeah, nah. If I go to a restaurant and like I'm like I'm gonna try it and I have pasta and it's really good, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I tell the manager. I know I normally hate pasta, but this is really good. <laughs> I feel like you also order mac and cheese like a lot at places because I'm trying to like it. I want to like it, but every time I'm just trying to be like, what if it's just the restaurant? But so far, no. that's fair. That's fair. I feel the same way about grapefruit. I will try grapefruit every time it's there. Just thinking that I like it. I hate it every time. But it's a fruit. It comes as it is. But for mac and cheese, like maybe they're using different type of macaroni. Maybe they're using different brand of cheese. Maybe they're using like different, maybe they season differently. I try to like it. You try. Okay. No, nah, I try it. Yeah. What's the best type of noodle? What's your favorite? Um, Tiny stretch noodle. Stretch noodle. Is that like a flour noodle or like a glass noodle? Flour. Flour. Are, yeah. they, are they like thin or fat? Uh, it depends on how you want it. You can, like, so if you go, to, especially in some hot pot place in China, mm-hmm. I think Hai Lao here in Flushing also does that. They have a person, so they made this, like, dough really stretchy. So they'll perform, like, r- like throwing and, like, and when they're stretching this noodle in front of you, some people they even have little, like, dance moves. It's really cool. And when it's ready, they, like, put it in your hot pot. Is it, like, the ones where they, like, stretch it and fold it and stretch it and fold it and then they, like, cut the end so it's, like, a bundle? Yeah. Okay. Dope. What's the next best noodle? <laughs> there, you just, because there are noodles in soup. There's noodle just, like, it's, like, dry. You put them in sauce. Sometimes it's topping. And the, there's different, like, types of topping. Mm-hmm. And noodles is even, like, if you add... Um, eggs in there when you're making the dough that's a different taste it's like it tastes a little more it's a little more chewy Mm -hmm. and also how you cook it like it can be steamed it can be um, like just cooked in the in the broth it can just be cooked in water and just there's so many different ways it's just like you don't even know what's (laughs) out there (laughs) 
I really like, I love glass noodles. You know that about me. Like the Malatang glass noodles, fire. So good. I also like the flat noodles when they're spicy. I don't know. Do you like uh, the, uh, I don't know the word in English. Never mind. Okay. All right. Get out. <laughs> Give it for Leland, everybody. <laughs> and her macaroni and cheese hot take. All right, coming next to the stage, please welcome upstairs roommate. It's Debancor. Hello. All right, what do you got for me, Debancor? What's your hot take? Uh, birthdays are bullshit. Birthdays are bullshit. <laughs> yep. I think okay. so. So you, I know that you and David both didn't tell anyone it was your birthday this year. Well, let's not bring it up on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. So why is your birthday, why are birthdays bullshit? Well, because I, I feel like I didn't do anything for it, you know? Because mm. like you, you just, uh, your mom did all of it, <laughs> you know? She birthed you. That is a hot take. And then like, that like it, it's not even like your, your mom did it, but also it was your dad. So like nine months before you could just, you know. <laughs> do you think we should celebrate conception day uh we can call that mother's day i guess you're right i guess you're right so you got mother's me thinking day. now if you if your mom did all the work you should throw a birthday for your mom no that's mother's day but if if a mom has like seven kids they should get seven birthdays they get seven mother's day yeah or seven mother's day okay yeah that's chill that's a good yeah. idea I also think comedy is bullshit. You think comedy is bullshit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's it's. I think it's like a beautiful mistake. Okay. Know? How so? Because like, one day you could just get up there and like you could uh, you know, it'll be like a really good time, and then it'll feel like you kind of like you know grew a couple of inches. Mm-hmm. And then like another day it'll it'll come up again, and then you could do the same exact thing, and you feel like uh, you're getting fucked by those inches. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, so, think, you think the roller coaster is bad? The up and down? Uh, no, I, th- I think it's a beautiful mistake. That's what I said, okay, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a... What do you think? Like a, if what? we didn't have stand-up comedy, what would what would we be doing? Uh, Probably just, just living life and just laughing with people. Like a normal human beings. Because... <laughs> 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 I don't want to think about that. I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it is weird. It's also kind of... It's really nice, too, because, um, let's see. I'm trying to make things up on the spot. Oh, okay. Uh, right. That's what I kind of do. But um, it's like, not, it's kind of, it feels like a self-discovery, kind of. Because mm-hmm. you, you figure out more about yourself yeah. like, through doing stuff. And That's also, true. you don't know what you're good at. Like, what, like, like an apple doesn't know how good it tastes. You know? Mm. A chicken doesn't know how, like, how tasty it looks in, like, a bucket of KFC. Mm, mac and cheese doesn't know how delicious it is. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> it doesn't know. Or like a cobra doesn't know how many uh, bodies it's been tatted on. Whoa. Yeah. And you don't know what impact you make on other people's lives like that. That's crazy. When you got me thinking now, there's probably some cobra picture on Google Images that has been tattooed the most on someone, on people. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It's a big thing. <laughs> I guess the self-perception thing is tough about comedy. Because you're like, what do you guys actually like about this? Like, you, if you even make a whole crowd laugh, you're like, all right, but who am I, though? <laughs> exactly. That's what riles my brain. Do you feel like comedy has improved your confidence as a human being? Uh, confidence? Probably not. I just know more about myself. Mm. I think that's what, what's improved. What were, the, what were the deep discoveries you made? Um, man, you really got me thinking on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say maybe that... I can, I could probably just, you know, like, kind of like, 
get a reaction because that's what I think what's like the most beautiful part about it mm. is like uh, just getting like a, a moment where you don't think about anything. Like if you get a nice guttural laugh, mm. you're not gonna think like, oh. Is there a fishbone stuck in my mouth, or am I just being a bitch? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, or like if you're, if you're just you know, is should I cook something or should I just am I just nervous mm -hmm. like that? And it kind of goes away if you just laugh for a while. So you like as the comedian, you're like, it's good that I don't have to think why I make people laugh. Uh, no, I like, laugh I like, like laughing. Okay. I like both of them. Yeah, so it's pretty nice to do that. That is good. Yeah, that is good. What's uh? Who's your favorite comedian? My favorite comedian? Uh, I don't even know if I have one. No, honestly. Do you have like a? Do you have any of them that you like? <laughs> or did uh, you just start comedy like what? <laughs> like just walk into a I place think I, and go I for it. I actually did do that. Yeah, I actually did do that. I kind of went in and I didn't even do anything the first day because I was too much of a you know I was do, do, having those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, should I do this or should I just go take a shit? When did I meet you? I meet you at like the second or third mic you did. Yeah. Early on. Okay. Yeah. That was all happenstance. All happenstance. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. You were like, I want some Nigerian food. Then you're like, oh, I guess I'm telling jokes. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. And um, yeah, but that's kind of nice. Rewinding to your first hot take. Uh, if birthdays, birthdays are bullshit, what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Ironically, it's kind of Christmas. Because mm. I don't celebrate Christmas at all. Okay. Like, it, it's, it, it's, it's not. I just like seeing like everyone get the stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe one day I can have this. Oh my God! All right, <laughs> everyone, put it down. We got to give Debancro a Christmas this year. <laughs> like maybe one, because I remember when I was like a like a kid. Yeah, I would like there was like I was like Santa's bullshit. Obviously, these kids don't know anything, and I I came from a different country. Right, right. Um, and then I would uh, I would still go like I would be the first one up on Christmas mm -hmm. and look for stuff if he like came down. I would still do that. Devoncore, you're gonna make me so sad. <laughs> Why, dude? Dude, you're you're a kid waking up and there's no Christmas shit oh, no, no, in your no. house. There was stuff there. There was oh. stuff there, but it was like toothpaste and like shaving cream and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> it was just a regular oh grocery my list. My, the upstairs neighbors had to go to work. Oh my goodness, <laughs> dude. Yeah, was, I love Christmas because it's all my depressing memories. <laughs> well, I didn't think so at the time. I didn't know any. Yeah. Better. Is do you, did you do you have a gift giving holiday? Uh. Yeah, but it's always closed. There's no surprise to it. There's no mystery oh. anymore. It's always like, oh, it's a closed thing. Oh, like bummer. you know, there's like a uh, there's like a thing in India where you just give uh, said clothes. Just clothes. Yeah, said clothes. But like, it's always like similar. It's by a grandma, mm. and they don't care about clothes anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no they drip, really don't. No, no drip at all. That's not even a hot take. That's like a real thing. That's a real thing. Grandmas, yeah. no drip. Grandmas, they don't care. They don't care. Grandpas <laughs> don't care either. They're just looking. For the next step. Mm -hmm. Are you at an age where you appreciate clothing gifts yet or no? Me personally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like as a kid it was the worst. And then when I got around like like a, into adulthood more, I'm like, I'm more okay with this if it's good. I think I would say yes. I would say yes, but also at the moment I'd be like, oh, a new, new, uh, new thing added to the repertoire. Mm. But also... After a while, if I don't like it, I'm just I forget about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What so, uh what was the thing when you were a kid that you were jealous of getting for Christmas that the other kids got? Uh probably there was this one kid that had like a DS before it even got out. Whoa. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> and he kept he kept tapping his screen too. Mm, like it was like a new thing with like stylus. Yeah, like touching something that's in the TV. That was a big thing. 
Yeah. And it blew my mind. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure. sure we can get you a Nintendo DS, so. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of here. Thank you, Debancor. <laughs> All right, up next. Keep, keep it going right now for our next guest. It's Matthew Kutzen. You may know him from the comedy duo Matt and Jack Comedy. You've seen them on this show before. Matthew, what's Hello. your hot take? My hot take is that we need to start bringing people back to life. And we're going to start with the king of rock himself, Elvis Presley. Okay. Okay. That's right. <laughs> That's it. I right. texted you earlier and said I had a joke one and a real one. That okay. was the that was the joke one. If that you want to do a real one. one, I can do a real one. Let's but I'm going to start with the joke one. Let's start with the joke one. Is yeah, there more? Yeah. yeah. What? There's more to the joke one? Well, there, I had a whole thing written out. Do but it. that's Okay. All right. Do it. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we, we settled can, on there. We can pan to the real one later. Okay, cool. Imagine 30 more years in Vegas and a late career pivot. <laughs> A late career pivot into serious character performances that eventually get him an Oscar. And though it's not necessarily the best performance in the category that year, everyone there understands that it's more of a lifetime achievement thing. Imagine that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Old Elvis wouldn't uh, have any need for the drugs it used to yearn, he used to yearn for. His body wouldn't need it, as his blood and organs have already been replaced with formaldehyde. <laughs> no longer a man, but a puppet of the earth, Elvis would walk the hallowed rock and roll hall of fame a husk. Nevertheless, the king of that very hall, and heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> At night when the king grows weary and he re-enters the mausoleum at Graceland, he is once more, he becomes one with the soil, returns to his, the rest, rudely cut short by human meddling. Immortality for culturally ordained royalty. The king of rock now made a god. <laughs> the restless tinkerers on the surface were too terrified of the change of the tides, of the ticking of the clock, of the tick, tick, ticking towards oblivion, the explosion of the sun, the heat death of the entire universe. So they brought Elvis Presley back to life, told him closer than anyone should be held. And now he walks amongst us, unable to die, unable to truly live, partially conscious, half man, half living legend. Now, past, <laughs> now the past is more present and the future, and that's the only way we should have it. And we all have to admit, damn. The king can kind of move those hips still pretty well, though. He's fucking, he's fucking sexy. <laughs> I, I want to screw his immortal ancient ass to infinity. I want his, his raw, paltry, poultry sausage of a cock to fuck my mouth. And I want him to finish with a puff of dust deep, deep down my throat. Long live the king. Long live the king. <laughs> Give uh, it for Matthew and his Elvis hot take. <laughs> is that it? Is that my take? No, no, you got oh, more. Okay, cool. So that's, that's my take. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How long did you take that to write? How long did that take to write? Take you to write that? Uh, in other like words, ten minutes last ten night. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're just on the toilet. We should bring Elvis back to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it sort of spiraled. And it nice. got dark. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what's your real hot take? Oh, uh, the greatest movie fr uh, franchise of all time is Gremlins. Is Gremlins? Yes. All right. How many Gremlins movies are there? Two. And there's a new series on HBO Max. I won't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why? Why is it the greatest franchise of all time? Uh, they're the two. I think the it's the best comedy sequel of all time, Gremlins 2, okay. first of all. Doesn't get enough credit for that. First movie is hilarious. I think that's the best Christmas movie, and then the sequel is the best comedy sequel of all time. The first movie is a Christmas movie. The first movie is a Christmas movie. That's what I'm doing this year. I haven't seen Gremlins since I was like third grade, probably. Oh, it's worth it. And then you follow that up with Gremlins 2, which is a satire of like... 80s consumerism and capitalism, Ooh. but with the Gremlins, and it's also a satire of sequels themselves. It's the original like meta uh, franchise movie. Ooh, okay, okay, that sounds that. great. Yeah, 
Did you see this recently? The the creator of Gremlins uh, is trying to sue Disney for using the Gremlins likeness for Baby Yoda. Yeah, I love Joe Dante, but I don't think he has a case. I don't think he has a case. No. Like, Yoda is just like, he, he just looks like that, you know? He looks like that. And if I'm not mistaken, Yoda was around before Gremlins, right? Like Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, by by some four years. It makes sense. That checks out. What? How did you come across this hot take? Did you do like a Gremlins binge this year or something? Yeah, uh, I saw Gremlins for the first time last year, and then I rewatched it on Christmas. Loved it, and then more recently I saw the sequel, and I'm like, these are so much better than every other movie franchise. <laughs> it doesn't even come close. It's really Star that Wars. Good. Speaking of Star Wars, not as good as Gremlins. Star Wars is kind of bad. I will say that's a, that's a hot take of mine. Yeah. Star Wars just hasn't been good almost ever, and we all just like. We all just tricked ourselves to think. Like, once I watched Star Trek, I was like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is bad. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Not, not crazy about those Star Wars, but those Gremlins, they're a hell of a time. You got Mogwai, you got Gremlins. The mm. second one, they go, it's, it's like everything you want in a sequel. Oh, you make it bigger, but it's the same. They do that, but they also, like, make fun of the fact that they have to do that mm. constantly. Very meta. I love that. Yeah. What, uh... Why won't you be watching the HBO series? <laughs> uh, it's animated, and it's going to be like a oh. prequel, and I don't think we need that. What we mm. need is you get Joe Dante back behind the wheel. Okay. You give him you like give him a ton of money, and you say, make whatever you want. That's how they made Gremlins 2, the best comedy sequel of all time. Mm. And you just do that again. You just keep, you just keep throwing money at you him. You just keep throwing money at him. Because yeah. he refused to do a sequel for a while, and then they were like, fine, here's a blank check. Make whatever you want as long as you give us another Gremlins movie. Mm. And he did it. And it's amazing. We should do that for more things. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I'm sure you've heard this, but like John Wick is the same. Whoever wrote John Wick was just like, we will keep making them as long as people keep seeing them. And I am so on board. Like, make a hundred of those movies. Yeah. I've only seen the first, but I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to two. When's that coming out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, they're, those two, like the second and third movies are just like good sequels. And the third one just gets even better. It, it's like, it's, it's just dumb action movies. So there's not like, there's not like plot holes you have to worry about, you it's know. Nice. So it's just like, oh, every single one of them, like this is great, this is great, this is great. I'll watch eight hours of John Wick, like on like Christmas vacation. <laughs> well, this Christmas vacation, you should watch Gremlins. three hours Only of Gremlins. Three. What is what? Uh, when when you do that, I'll come back to you and I'll ask you what what do you think the perfect next installment would be in the Gremlins trilogy to wrap wrap it up? Okay. Thank I'll you so much. Thank you for coming for on here me. and sure. sharing your Elvis hot take. I loved it. I hope to see you on stage with the pompadour and a <laughs> shiny suit doing that monologues. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will be. <laughs> All right, guys. Give it up for Matthew. All right. Coming next to the stage, it is my good friend, Andrea Wang. All right. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. Um, I wanted to address Lee's hot take about okay. not liking mac and cheese. All right, I don't know do how related this is to her being a Chinese person from China, but I think a lot of people who like grew up in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and took cheese for granted, um, it's actually considered like super repulsive by a lot of people. Like I was reading this article about how gross food is culturally conditioned. Yeah, yeah. And um, this woman from China got to the U.S. and saw like cheese pizza for the first time and she thought that like the splotches of the fresh the fresh mozzarella mm -hmm. looked like fresh vomit or something. Ooh, yeah, I, can I see don't that. know. So <laughs> it's 
culture, I guess. That makes sense. I mean, also, like, I know that in, like, East Asia especially, most people are lactose intolerant. It's like... Yeah, people don't really eat so you're not cheese. That. It's okay. That, that's not what I'm here to say. Okay, but, what um, are you here to say? Um, I wanted to talk about the the role of, like, rote learning and copying in my creative process. Okay. I thought we were doing, like, creativity hot perfect, takes. Perfect. Not, like... Just okay. general hot. What is it? What What are all those things you said? Rote learning and something else? Like copying. Okay. Oh, like co- like mimicking people. Yeah, okay. like copying. Because I think people have this idea that creativity is kind of this God-given whatever thing that we kind of tap into ourselves. And it's yeah, very yeah. individualistic or whatever. But um, I'm just thinking of the way I learned like uh, violin or piano or how to draw as a kid mm-hmm. was a ton of just copying and very kind of tedious boring nose to the grindstone kind of kind of work that allowed you to develop your like technique and your mm-hmm. craft i guess that's what people call it the crafts craftsmanship yeah, yeah. of it yeah, yeah so did you apply that to stand-up comedy a little bit i think i i applied it because that's kind of the approach i knew how to do mm-hmm. like i would like print out a lot of um transcripts from comedians that i thought like could execute their craft really well and then I would like like highlight all the jokes like write down where the punchlines were and like label like what kind of laugh it got like if it was like a like th- there was like an incongruity or a surprise mm. or whatever it was um, and then I would like write them down or like try to like create my own punchlines from different setups and things like that um, you've done more work <laughs> Than I have ever done. <laughs> just, well, just by doing like, that, I have, that's like, insane. This, like, computer brain that I need yeah, yeah. to like be doing these things. But it makes sense because like, you're not. It's not like you're like stealing jokes or anything. You're just looking at the structures and kind of the the flow. For yeah, it, right? like the like the mechan, like the very purely mechanistic parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So do you think more people should uh, do this r- rote learning? No, I don't think it's copying. a should. I think it just helped me mm-hmm. kind of um, apply that approach. Just something that you do in school for like something like math or yeah yeah or science, just like the boring stuff. I think like being able to have a higher tolerance for like grunt work has mm-hmm. helped me in my creative process. Yeah, yeah. For for any kind of creativity, that's how I learned to do like graphic design too. Yeah, like I would like take designs that I really liked and try to recreate them or just like try to. Yeah, try to copy them. I would do that for writing. Mm. Um, like, like if there was an article I really liked, I would like print it out and then I would just like handwrite it again. I mean, I don't do that as much because it's kind of depressing sometimes because well, you're like, why is this? That is kind of depressing. Why am I doing this with my life? <laughs> but it like it really helps you with writing. Like you you hyper fixate on like sentence structure and right. like, the mechanics of like how that how those words are put together. So, I mean, it really helps me. But also, I don't know. It's not for everybody, I guess. Okay. But it's like if you if you feel stuck, I think this is something you can try to do and it can make you see like mm-hmm. that thing you're trying to emulate in like a new way. I think it's it can help you if if you're looking for different approaches. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like the whole reason I wanted to do this podcast was listening to other podcasts so much and just me getting pissed off at their formats and like <laughs> interview styles and stuff. And I was like, I can, I can, I understand the structure, but I think I could do this in my own way. You saw and you're like, I can do this better. Saw what? You saw all the podcasts and you were like, I can do Every it better. Every single one of them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Especially Conan's podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's my rent. Conan's podcast sucks. Okay. That's my hot take. <laughs> 
if you only interview your guests for 40 minutes, shut the fuck up, Conan. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what, what comedians did you like copy when you were starting out that you were like doing this joke analysis with? Well, just the ones I'd heard of, like on Netflix, like all those people, like um, Joe like, Rogan, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Joe Rogan, obviously. <laughs> no, like um, John Mulaney. Like my my friend had introduced me to mm -hmm. him when I was a kid, and I loved. Like I feel like he's a really tight joke writer, and he's right. really good at characters too and impressions, which that doesn't capture, but. Like those Netflix people, I guess. But I still do it sometimes mm -hmm. with like people that I really like. Are you doing it with anyone that like is at our level of comedy? Have you ever like watched someone else's set and just transcribed? <laughs> no, but sometimes I write down jokes that I hear people say that I really like, and I look back on it and I'm like, that was a cool joke. Oh, Not wow. to like steal it, but because I like. Yeah, don't it. don't lose your notebook at an open mic. People will be like, what the fuck? No. no. <laughs> no. All right, that's great. Uh, thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks. Uh, get off the stage. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Coming up next, please welcome right now. It is the very funny Chris Woo! All right. Chris, what's your hot take? My hot take? Uh, live action version of animated content fucking sucks. It doesn't need to exist. Doesn't need to exist. It doesn't need to exist. Like, just watch the animated version. Yeah. If you can't enjoy 1,000 episodes of animated joy, you don't get to watch One Piece. <laughs> if you didn't follow it for 23 years and take up, like, probably a week of your life watching this show, you just don't get to, you don't get to watch 12 episodes on Netflix. <laughs> it's horse shit. They always come out shitty. Mm -hmm. Fucking don't get me started on The Last Airbender. God. <laughs> oh, fuck M. Night Shyamalan. That's my yeah. other hot take. Dude, if your gimmick is that every single one of your movies ends with a twist, it's no longer a twist. <laughs> like, if everybody's just like, oh, yeah, here's this movie. It's about the little boy who shit his pants for 19 hours. Mm -hmm. And they're like, where's this going? And they're like, well, we're just waiting for the fucking twist. Like, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. At the sixth sense, it fucking sucked and everything else. Yeah, because he saw it coming. Yeah. He should start, he should do a decade of no twists <laughs> and then end with one big twist at the end. The twist is it's a straightforward movie that's actually good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would I would hire him to make eight movies, no twist, and then a ninth movie that makes them all a cinematic universe, and you're like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Dude. Don't give me fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Like, mm. this guy, he... I, you ever read the Wikipedia page for The Last Airbender? No. The, the production... I've never been that mad. <laughs> <laughs> the production comments are insane. Really? Like, they're, they're fucking insane. They, they, there's just so many weird lines in it where he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, I watched the first season of the show with my kids, and then they asked me to do the show, and I, or the movie, and I agreed to do it. He didn't watch the rest of the show. Oh All he watched God. was the first season. No. What, for that movie, they blew the budget on the first 30 minutes of the movie. They shot it all live in Iceland. It blew like 80% of the budget, and then they're like, fuck, how do we do the rest of the movie? Dude, fuck M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he was like, you know, the hardest part of the movie was trying to figure out how a six-legged creature would walk. Dude, dude. Just don't do the fucking movie. Just like, <laughs> just watch it. It's great. Avatar: The Last Airbender, fucking great show. Nobody mm -hmm. has complaints about it. If you can't watch animated shows, you don't get to watch the content. Oh, fucking assholes. All right. Have you ever seen a live anime, live action anime remake that was decent? 
No. I don't think so either. I don't think it exists. <laughs> I think that the format just doesn't carry over. Yeah. I think anime tucks, takes such like wild takes on like the just like powers and shit that it's mm -hmm. hard unless you have like a Mar marvel fucking budget it's right. just not gonna work out that's true and i think the reason marvel worked out is because you had such a big base in the comic books like the it kind yeah. of already existed mm -hmm. but dude fucking don't get i think like i remember seeing they made like they made like a dragon ball movie that was live live action years ago and just like it was about kids in high school <laughs> and it was like none of this works like even just seeing the trailer, like this is gonna be dog shit. I, there's one one movie version of an anime that I watched. That actually, was pretty good. They made like a, a not a live action, but like a CGI version of the uh, the series Guns, which is like a huge manga. It's is like, that like your horny gun? It, yeah, dude. It was <laughs> that shit was pretty horny. Uh, later gets violent, <laughs> but the, the violent part basically they like they like took all this fucking material that like spans like a decade. And they like basically chose like a slot of it to be like we're gonna CGI just this part. We're gonna do like a crash course of the setup, and then just have like ninety minutes of people killing monsters. And it was like, okay, this is this is what it is. So I feel like you could get away with it with like a comedy anime. Com oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you had just comedy, like everything's pretty simple. It wouldn't be that mm. hard to do. But dude, they always go for the big ones. Like they always go for the ones where right. there's so much like story building where you're it's gonna cost like a million dollars mm -hmm. i love the fucking dude I, I, who's the one piece and or who's the live action one piece for it's not for people who <laughs> like one piece we're fine with how it is like yeah, you don't yeah. fucking need it and if you're not watching one piece like i just don't think that you're gonna be like oh well now that it's live action i can get into it it's just fucking netflix do you think there's something to be said for people who like accidentally watch the live action who are not into one piece end up liking it do you think there's like do you think it serves any purpose as a gateway to the real material if they can get into animated then yeah kind of i guess mm. it would work out but like i still don't trust them how does the the, the stretch in his body parts look i don't and know dude that's the big question <laughs> i don't fucking know i feel like one piece we all know is just like so daunting to like even think about getting into <laughs> that I feel like having 12 episodes, we, it, I don't know how, what's what, what section of time it covers, but <laughs> if you could like Dragon Ball Z Kai all of One Piece down to just like 300 episodes, do you think it'd be possible? Do you think it'd be good? Eh, yeah, you could do it. Okay. it. It wouldn't be, you'd lose out on a lot. I remember one time you and Lee came over. And I was watching One yeah, Piece, and yeah. you sit down. I'm like, just let me finish the episode. And you're just looking at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the skeleton man. And you're like, why is there a skeleton man? I'm like, oh, he ate the revive, revive through and got stuck in the fog. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you're like, what's up with that guy? I'm like, oh, he ate a lot of food, and so he can punch people hard now. And <laughs> Yeah, no, that was funny because it was like so deep in the series and then seeing all those characters and then being like every single one of them has a backstory <laughs> there are like at least two episodes for every single one of these people and i have not seen any of them it's too much everyone gets like three episodes everyone gets a three episode backstory mm. and they're all good and yeah i feel like the episode we watched i was like so this is like the infinity war like watching infinity war with seeing nothing before it basically yeah. All right, well, that's a great anime hot take. I think uh, you should do an anime review show. I think it'd be good. Anyway, <laughs> get out of here, Chris. All right, thank, All right, thank you. you so much. All right. Coming up next, everyone, please give it up right now for world-famous production assistant, Belton Delane Facey. Thank you. And this isn't my hot take. This is just to add on to what Chris said. There's an alternate universe where the Lion King remake may completely bombed at the box office, and that's the better timeline.
Did it not bomb at the box office? No, it made like a billion dollars. Really? Holy shit! Yeah. I guess one thing I'm sure you know this, but the reason the only reason they did that and they like li- like live action some of the anime stuff is because they already own the rights to it, and they're like, we can just make a movie by CGIing it, and we have the rights already. Yeah, pretty much. And people and people have lizard brains, so they pay tickets. <laughs> Dude, I'm a lizard brain idiot. I'll do it. All right, what's your hot take, Belton? Uh, okay, so I have one that I know is going to require an explanation, and I did extra credit, so I have others that I could rapid fire at the end nice but my big one is that stranger things is the big cause of netflix's current downfall oh that's a hot hot take okay what do you got there okay because you remember when stranger things came out it was july 2016 at that point netflix's biggest shows were house of cards and orange and new black you know yeah like it like binging was very much novel and so those shows still followed a very very much follow the traditional TV structure. Right. But then Stranger Things comes in. It's not written as a TV show. It's written as an eight-hour movie that just has random breaks in it. Right, right. And these aren't my words. This is literally in the actual show Bible they used to pitch it. Right, and right. It, so so then that became a, bit, a big hit. That that really t- took off on, on binging because that was the first show that was really made to be binged. And that influences how Netflix is essentially entire business model afterwards. Right. Because afterwards they were like, all right, everything needs to be binged. All their data what uh, they collected was centered around things being binged. Yeah. And, uh, which it worked for a while because binging was still a novelty and people were uh, were into that. Right. But now we're at the point where binging isn't a novelty a- a- anymore. Mm. And uh, and they've dedicated to it. So now you have all these other streaming services and the, where they're doing like weekly releases, right? And uh, and showing that like Netflix's current current dump the whole season in a day isn't sustainable. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I think the big thing with it is that it very much shortens the period where they where these shows can gain an audience, right? And uh, and then Netflix is doing so much they can uh, that like people just don't know about it because you, you look at something like Euphoria where it's I haven't seen a single episode of Euphoria, but I, people have been talking about it online for such a long period of time. I can name characters. I can name plot points. Right. But then you compare that to, say, Ozark, which was Netflix, one of Netflix's biggest shows the past few years. Yeah. And it aired its final episodes earlier this year to just no fanfare. Basically, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, like, another one of Netflix's biggest shows, Umbrella Academy, they aired a, a, a season about probably less than a month ago and there's just no more discussion about online yeah uh that season also like me and lee watched the first two seasons during the pandemic we're like this is like dumb but fun we started season three and i was like this show is terrible like why are we watching (laughs) this shit but it makes sense because it's the same thing with uh i think a big one to like prove the point of the opposite was like my the the last dance like Michael Jordan yeah. documentary right because it was like weekly and it was like every podcast I listened to all the time on Twitter people were always talking about the episode and like all this stuff and so when you have that weekly release you have people hooked on it versus dumping it you can watch it all and you can unsubscribe yeah whatever, exactly you know? and I think that's a great example of also like picking up an audience you wouldn't have picked up. Uh, uh, otherwise, because I knew people who just did not pay attention to basketball at all, and they were still watching The Last Dance because right. it's like it's what people were talking about during that period. Mm-hmm. So you think you think if they did if they had released Stranger Things as just like a episodic weekly, that it wouldn't have been as damaging to their 
uh, client base? Uh, well, because I, th- I think it wouldn't have prompted them to just go all in on the binging model. Mm, okay, okay. Wow, that's interesting. So it's like almost like like Stranger Things season one set up the future for them to just always release whole seasons at a time, and that's what's damaging them in the long run. Yeah, because uh, uh, na- uh, now, like, I know there are some people that, like, prefer to just binge... Uh, uh, binge it all, but it now like other because uh, Netflix is in is now losing subscribers and they're blaming it on people sharing passwords. But it's like every other streaming service has that problem. That's not an excuse. Right. Exactly. Okay. Damn. That's a that's a really good analysis. That's why this podcast is weekly and not released as a season because I want people to keep coming back. That's right. Okay. What's uh what what are your other hot takes? We got um other uh, our hot takes um the worst movie. Uh, movie trilogy marathon you can do is lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> just it, for length it, not ju- uh, just length because like uh, assuming you're doing a movie marathon with a group of people for uh, uh, for fun those movies are too dense to just casually watch fair you really you they're like you are sitting quietly and you are watching that movie yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like it's like you're paying attention to a college lecture for nine hours <laughs> That's the vibe, though. We all did it in college, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's your best binge for movie marathon? It, it depends what, uh, what you want to b- uh, binge for. What's your for. favorite? I, I would say my top movie trilogy is Toy Story. Toy Story, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the fourth one because I'm afraid it'll ruin the trilogy. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, uh, but, like, if you're talking about, like, movie, uh, like, all three are consistently... Uh, are consistently great mm-hmm. and uh, and like they each tell an individual story but if you put them together you can see uh, uh, the full arc name something that's better okay that's that's a good take i honestly haven't seen the third one <laughs> it's been out forever and i haven't watched it maybe i'll check it out uh but yeah one thing with the, the fourth one though which i did see the the actors are way too old they grew up too much it's not realistic <laughs> all right belton thanks for coming on no i problem. appreciate you uh fixing netflix yes they should pay you all right guys coming next to the stage we have roast battle legend give it up right now for dan wicks All right, Dan. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome thank, back. Thank you for having me. Excited to be back, man. I mean, yeah. All right. Excited what, what to spit some uh, some takes. <laughs> right, let's hear him. What do you got for me? All right. All right. Let's go. Right off the bat, I think uh, I think Jordan Peele should cast more white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do we watch Candyman last night? Literally, yeah. and I'm like, it's fascinating how different of a, like a movie it is, considering it's like, oh, he's directing it, and it's like, I don't know. They murder all the white people in cold blood, <laughs> mm. but it's good. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Just, yeah he was the off. director. Uh, no, no, he was the producer. Just producer. Yeah. Directed. Okay. Cool. Yeah. There's some other people who said, "Let's add more white people." <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jordan Peele just had like absolute creative control over all those no, projects. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably yeah, wrong. Yeah. Though. Yeah. You got. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You got to read the byline. Uh, nope. Um, get out and uh, and us all. Uh, Jordan Peele full full Jordan Peele products mm. projects. They, Candyman, not quite. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, but, next yeah, time. I think they. Okay. <laughs> oh, I had more. I had you have more? Okay, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I, th- I just think I just think that they could bring an interesting perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like imagine like get out, but the but the hot but the sunken place is getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna come here with some ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I got another hot take on okay. the other direction. I think I think more people should watch the WNBA. Okay. Yeah. Why I, is that? I do. Yeah, I think it. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey! If you clap, how is it a hot take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think more people should watch the WNBA. It's one of the. I mean, it's the it's like people love basketball, right? Mm-hmm. These are some of the best basketball players in the world. Watch the league. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's a very sound league. What? 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's a good point, right? No one's laughing because it's a good point. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I do. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a, I think it's great. I do think that uh, I, I think that conservative men particularly should watch it. Okay. All right. Why is that? Because think about think about this. Like, I don't know if this guy really exists as much anymore. But remember, this guy used to exist. He'd be like, "Yo, I can't watch the NBA, man. It's uh, there's no fundamentals. It's just dudes flying through the air and dunking. I can't even bring a kid to my to a game." Well, what if I told you there was an entire league <laughs> where to, nobody could dunk, <laughs> tickets cost $30, <laughs> and everybody knew how to run a give-and-go? <laughs> you yeah. just came on here, you were like, I'm going to just bring my hot take material. <laughs> I'm bringing my th- tight three minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was really working out the Jordan Peele bit for the show. <laughs> but I do, I, do have another, I, I do have another thing that okay. uh, on the WNBA... Um, Honestly, and this is the real hot take. You know what? Everybody's like mad about the uh, Brittany Griner, right? Being in being in Russia, right? Everyone's not sure who to blame. Do we blame Biden for not getting her out? Do we blame Putin for being unreasonable? I blame all of you for not supporting the WNBA. Because <laughs> if she, if you guys watch the WNBA, she'd get a salary where she wouldn't have to go to Russia in the first place. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Look inward, America. <laughs> Stop waiting for politicians to bail you out. <laughs> we need a WNBA bailout for the next financial crisis. Yeah, you got another one. Um, uh, those I, I know I came in pretty hard, but those were basically the two I had. The two you had. Did you write roasts? Or I no? did write roasts. Yeah, because so roasts. by the way, everyone, I misunderstood the prompt. I didn't realize it was a hot take city, so I kind of like had to like make up some shit while I was sitting there. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I thought that I thought you were like displaying our talents, like there would be musicians and comics, and my talent was I was gonna roast my boy Maxim for his birthday, All like right. he roasted Let's hear me him. for Let's mine. Hear him. All right, keep, and keep in mind these are probably gonna be some real fire ass jokes because I spent almost fifteen minutes on them. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go. All right, um, Maxim, Maxim has multiple cats. Yeah, because even he can't believe he has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said Maxim. Yeah, yeah, Maxim has girlfriends. Matter of fact, Maxim is a geek in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. <laughs> His favorite games are tabletop, and his favorite sex position is bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Maxim's from Denver, yeah. He loved the mountains until he found out he couldn't actually go hunting for dragons. (laughs) 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 Lee and Maxim brought me to the Chinatown Street Market. It was very important to Lee that I see the culture of her boyfriend. I got a Maxim hosts a show called Two Virgins, which is ironically named because there aren't actually any virgins at the show. Following this, they also could have called it Two Audience. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. It hurts. Or Two Great Show Promoters. 
or two dudes who can't do the Naruto run. <laughs> <laughs> got one. And the last one I got, uh, Maxim uses a lot of Rogaine. He's not balding. He just wants to see if the hair growth will make him go Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I got. Those are great. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, those are happy fucking birthday, awesome, buddy. I will say... This is as good a time as any to announce, dude. We're killing two virgins. <laughs> the day it's about time. I think we should kill all virgins. <laughs> <laughs> the day this episode comes out is going to be the, like my birthday show. It's going to be the last two virgins because it this show has been bombing for two months and we need to full re-strategize. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is that you guys went with male virgins. <laughs> Not very popular. <laughs> Not very popular. True. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Dan. No problem. Happy birthday, here. bud. With one of these. <laughs> All right, coming up next, everyone. He's got too many credits, but guys, I do a show called Fixing the Political Compass with him. Give it up right now for Legend Shit Poster. It's Alex Richards. <laughs> Is it uh, check? Does it sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. You got the thumbs up. Okay, we got to go. Okay, sorry. I just haven't done anything to Hollywood in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Wait, I, I read Hot the brief. I, I, didn't, I didn't read the brief until like uh, today because I thought we were just coming back and we were just like, like the last time we were just sort of talking. And um, uh, um, oh my God. Have you, have you seen the new rap song they've come out with? Which one? <laughs> and it sounds good. And we're—is it? Are we rolling? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I—I I, I have a hot take. I wrote it down. I think before I—I um, I, uh, had it on the train, and it got really wet because I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I—I I think. What, what do we got here? We got the—we got the list of people. Okay. Um, <sighs> Okay, we're a minute in. Good, <laughs> we got this. No, I, I, you know, what I think, I think we're part of a techno-Protestant sort of environment right now. I, I really believe that. I think in the same way that back in the day in the Eastern Roman Empire, where we, you know, people praised, uh, you know, they had a belief in God beyond that of their trust of their own institutions or the trust of their own political institution. We have done that with, with, with Apple and Sony and Samsung and our, you know, a compliment to our political cynicism mm -hmm. that we have with, uh, you know, the American government, the Australian government. We hold that same sort of faith, especially in even how it choreographs our lives with the iPhone, the AirPods, all this. And I think what's going to happen is similar to how Pope Leo went out and talked to Attila and, you know, was the only one capable of hoarding off, like, these barbarians. Uh, you know, we're going to have Elon Musk have to go to China and make a deal with Huawei. And that's going to be the multipolar society we live in, right? Mm. Where sort of these tech giants take over the role of traditional governance. And it comes from this hyper-Protestant internal figure that the Anglosphere has become, right? Where all these, <laughs> you know, this is what's happening, right? Where all the, you know, Protestantism didn't just dissipate. It concentrated. It concentrated God 
God is in productivity. You know, we become famous, make stuff, and we're living that life. And, you know, Elon and, and Jeff Bezos kind of represent these figures, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to entrust in these figures to go out and become our new sort of Caesars, right? Caesar Musk, you know, Caesar Bezos, beyond. There isn't going to be, uh, you know, democratic multipolarity. That's what's being talked about. But no, instead, we're all going to have iPhones imprinted on our fucking hearts, man. And this is what I'm saying. I've been calling it. And, you know, history repeats itself, basically, you know, like, you know, it, it's in like revelations. Is that the past? Was that the future? Is that the end of days or is that the beginning? Is that what we are, you know, is that the becomings of ourselves? And I say, you know, that's what I think about every time I send like a cheeky text. Mm. Like, what am I doing? How am I part of this society that is, you know, going to come to collapse? Are we, are we, how's it sound? <laughs> Thoughts? Make, make some noise for the Unabomber. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we can do to counteract this? Uh, we don't need to, dude. I don't think we need to, bro. <laughs> I, I, Double know, I, down. Every time, you know, I'm sleeping on the floor at the moment because that's what, the way my life is set up. And I look up at my... Um, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. And I look up at my uh, my Jeff Bezo Bezos post, uh, poster Jeff on Bezos. yeah my Jeff Bezos poster on my <laughs> roof and I and, I, and he kind of stares me to sleep. Mm. <laughs> and that's just the way in which you know some men are configured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a starer. Wh wh who's 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 easier to look at, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Bill Gates? Uh, dude, Bill Gates, he's got a soft glance. I think uh, <laughs> he's the sort of guy who would crumble in a handshake, but but yeah, send yeah, his yeah. lawyers after you after. You know what I mean? He's got big, softy handshake vibes. Yeah, they were all on the island except for Musk, right? And Bezos. Just Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Would you go to the island? No. No, but you don't have to do anything. That's the. the <laughs> but that that's like the that's it's the, in a private island. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Bill Gates gotcha. You know where he was like, I didn't do anything there. I was just going to the island. Oh, it's like right. for what shuffleboard? Like, come on. Yeah, would you play shuffleboard on on the island? On an island, not yeah. that island. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't think they they knew it was that island before. Do you know where that island is? Yeah. Where? I, don't know, I assume your house. <laughs> 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 where is it? Barbados. Is it? Does anyone know where the island is? What Dude, I was speaking truth before about that shit. I legitimately think like techno-Protestantism is a thing. I think we should go back to alchemy as well. I think science is fucked up. <laughs> I think uh, I think I think uh, like modern like New Age and like witchy stuff is just like the pendulum switching the other way. I think people are over-consumed and over-capitalized, yeah. and like the the explosion of like zodiac and astrology stuff is like the pendulum trying to swing the other way because people are like i need some type of mysticism mm. because all i have is four likes on twitter yeah they need to come out with like an astrology for dudes I think. yeah like, you know, like economics they say that but it's not it's a lot of graphs i want something where it's just like kind of cute yeah yeah it's too cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is astrology for dudes um, no girls allowed no girls allowed astrology man <laughs> um uh, just everyone's a Leo, I think. Everyone's a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's a, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that dudes are into that are like that. They're just exclusively dudes that you could compare that to. Also, so I still, so this is like hot takes. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah. No, regardless of yeah, what yeah. it is. I guess go for it. Yeah. Well, you know, we got 10 seconds. Let me have a think. Uh, I kind of like Amber Heard, like, I don't know. I kind of, <laughs> I think that was, she was fine. Like whatever. I don't know. I, I. And I'm pro Kanye, whatever. And uh, I don't really care about the whole Russia-Ukraine thing either. Uh, thank you. All right, give it up for Alex Richards, everybody.
Okay, up next, coming to the stage right now, he was the first episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. He's come a long way. Everyone give it up right now for Caleb Clark. <laughs> Caleb, thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. What was your favorite of the last 99 episodes you weren't on? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's your hot take? What do you got for me today? I have a lot of hot takes. Oh, boy. Let's see them. Let's hear them. Uh... You've heard this one, but I truly believe, and you can agree with this, um, all white people look the same when they're wet. When they're wet, yep. Um, what? You, that's like one of your jokes, and I love that joke. But it's like what's frustrating is like you can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, and what I like about that joke, too, is you name drop Waterworld. Yes. How many times did you go to Waterworld? How often do you go to Waterworld when you're back in Colorado? Once. Only once? Yes. Damn. How old were you? Um, it was like high school, middle school? 17 or 18. Okay. So you were like late to the game. Yeah. Dude, Waterworld, like as a kid, I think I went like three times. They had the, the slide with the dinosaurs. It's like a journey to the center of the earth. They yeah. have like animatronic dinosaurs in the water slide. My cousin cried the whole time. <laughs> it's like childhood shit. As a person of long hair, um, I don't really like getting my hair wet too much, oh, so I kind of stay away from water parks. I'm more of a uh, the scream park thing, whatever mm, the other one's like called. Like a theme park. Yeah. Okay. That. Are you like a, at the beach? Are you like a just swim up to your nipples then? Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I just stay above my knees. <laughs> above I don't knees? want anything sl- swimming up there. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, what's your next hot take? What do you got? Um, uh, As a photographer, I just want to let you know this. You were ugly before I took the photo. <laughs> <laughs> don't get mad at me when it doesn't come out right yeah um that is true i think that uh oh this one was specifically for you because this is your favorite movie i think that blade runner is an anti-black movie whoa we can watch all the stills in a uh, blade runner not one black person in this dystopia that's why it's honestly a dystopia type of <laughs> situation. No black people exist. None of them to hold it down. No one's twerking in any of those 3D <laughs> things. It's a sad time to be alive. Cardi B doesn't exist anymore. Dude, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't think the first movie has any black people. The second one doesn't have second black people either. Yeah. With Ryle, Go- what's, what's his name? Ryan, Ryan Gosling? Ryle, <laughs> Ryan. Riley Gosling. <laughs> Ryan O'Gosling. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, crazy. I'm going to I'm gonna rewatch 2049 and just like, look, I'm going to look through Please. all the frames. I'm going to... And when you do, send me a picture. Yeah, that's dude. That's a that's like a straight up call out. It is. You heard it here. Um, another hot take. I don't want to see any man toes at restaurants. Mm. That's nasty. So you like dress code? Men should. If you're wearing sandals, you got to do socks. Yeah, at restaurants, you can take at them restaurants. off in the public, but at restaurants. Cover those puppies up. I think you got to market for a new item. Restaurant socks. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to coin that. They like, they're in your wallet. They're like super thin. <laughs> so you can like pop them out and like. They're like Shata socks. That's what I'm going to make them look like. You'll see them when she comes up. She, okay. When she comes up here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make her show her feet to the camera <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, we should normalize green bubbles. Green bubbles? Yeah. What is that? In text messaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Normalize Android use. All right, um, it, but you're using you're using the iPhone right now. Yeah, it's because my 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 flip phone broke. My fold phone. Yeah, it's one of these like <laughs> one of the what is it the Motorola Edge no, or the Razor the Samsung fold. the Samsung Fold. Yeah, uh, I, I, I folded it too hard and I cracked the screen. 
which is like a crazy thing to admit after you say uh, normalized androids. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to get the foldable one. Not Dude, everybody's balling. It pisses me off. It, I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm telling people about how Apple does that intentionally and yeah. how they use the worst SMS. And they service. don't believe. They don't believe. They don't believe it. They, they're, they're too. They're sipping the Kool Aid. Um, stay woke. Stay woke, y'all. Uh, I think we should normalize giving black people money on black holidays. I've profited a lot from that. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I one time it was like there was one time I was walking to the tiny cupboard actually, yeah. and I was coming down the train, and uh, there was like a black couple, and they came up the train, and mm-hmm. the, the woman points at me, and she goes, "Venmo me ten dollars, Black History Month." And I like I knew they were fucking around, but I was like, kind of should just do this. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> I made thirty dollars last Juneteenth. Thank you for all my, Whoa, my friends. Look hey. at that. <laughs> I didn't have to do. I didn't even have to tell a joke. <laughs> all right, give me one. Give me one more. I think Dan was right about the WNBA, mm-hmm. but I think we should lower the rims. Lower the <laughs> You want them to dunk? Yes. Okay, that's fair. I want them to dunk. I love, listen, you want to know why UFC, women's UFC is way better than men's UFC? Oh, why? It's the ferocity that women have when they're owning another woman. <laughs> It's so like they're so aggressive. Oh you ever God. see you ever see a woman punch another woman in UFC? I mean, yeah, definitely. She's she say there's a lot behind that punch than like the bag. Dude, the what was it? The Ronda Rousey Holly Holmes. Woo! And when you, afterward, when you see Ronda Rousey's face, you're <laughs> like, dude, Holmes, she has been thinking about this for a month. She's like, you famous now? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Holy shit. Go back to no, now she has to do uh what's it called? The uh what's the wrestling thing, the WWE. That's what she's doing now? Yeah. That's cool. Good she for got her. demoted. <laughs> to some, that's a promotion. Uh, uh, wrestling, I already said this, wrestling is a uh, drag for straight men. Yeah, very true. I want to, you know what? If anyone listening right now knows a WWE freak, uh, I want to talk to them on the podcast. It's going to be fun. I, I know a couple. Surge is a WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, what's your WNBA team? Um... Is there the Winona Riders? <laughs> All right, Caleb, thanks for coming on. Get out of here. <laughs> Everyone should watch the WNBA. We name a team. I can't. All right, guys, I think we have two more. Is, is Sasha here? Not- Unbelievable. Okay, guys, come up right now. It is the host of Double Threat Comedy. Give it up right now for Shata. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, Max. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. So what's your hot take? What do you got? Okay. Men who never learned how to ride a bike cannot, and I mean 100%, cannot be in good relationships. They can't do it. Okay. They can't do it. Okay. And I speak from both um, science and a pattern that I've seen in my dating history. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I've dated multiple men who never learned how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because if that happened to you, you're 99% more likely to have a dad who hates your guts. Oh. If your dad never taught you to ride a bike, mm. you it's will like a childhood never. disconnect. Absolutely. Who taught you how to ride a bike? I, probably my dad. I mean, there you go. Maybe my mom too, but it was a lo- long time ago. It has you know. to be a parent figure. It has right, to be right. a parent figure, right? So because they've been denied the pleasure and security of a nice bike ride, mm-hmm. they then deny women 
the pleasure and security of a good relationship. Okay, gotcha. Do you know what you got it? I was like, I wonder if this hot take is stemming from like you want to go on a bike ride with someone on a date and they're like, I can't ride a bike. Now well now <laughs> it's um now it's a first date. Now it has to be the first date. I have to vet people, right? Mm. Like if he doesn't show up on a city bike, I'm just okay. gonna be like, Okay, I gotta see you ride a bike. I gotta <laughs> see you pedal. I gotta see you pedal. You you gotta schedule like dates for like specific places that are only accessible by city bike. Absolutely. Be like, I'll meet you on the loop in Prospect yeah, Park. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> Do you wanna go on the bike trail? on the Hudson yeah. just there we'll, we'll hang out there I'll see you on the bike side of the Manhattan Bridge uh, you, you get it you get there it you I also I have one other reason mm. I also think if you never went through the process of learning something new like learning to ride a bike you can't learn how to love me you don't invest enough in this dynamic that makes sense. I right? guess Well, I feel like as one in a long-term relationship, it's like always learning something new. And it's because new. you can ride a bike. <laughs> that initial experience is crucial to your development. I think I think so. I think it's even like you're, falling, you're right. getting up. Yeah, yeah. Getting it's, hurt, moving thing, on. Yeah, you can only you can only ride a bike once you have the confidence to go fast. And between like not not knowing and then knowing. <laughs> You fuck up so many times, but you know there's something good. It's like exactly. It's like bombing when you start stand up. Same exactly. deal. And you also get to know that like crying is normal, because you'll probably cry when you fall off your bike when you're yeah, like probably. six or four, five. Then you're an adult and you just fucking swear at everyone when you fall. I just yeah. need a man who can cry. <laughs> I need I need a man who's very willing to cry. Uh, hot take: If you want a date out there, uh, yeah. you want one crying photo in your hinge. Yeah, bio. if you just want to come show up sobbing at the date, and we'll just like figure it out. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited <laughs> to be. <laughs> I will say my hot take along those lines. This this I know is a is a privileged hot take. Right. Everyone should know how to swim. Oh, absolutely. Everyone should. I know. I know the historical reasons why not everyone knows how to swim. Because they're wusses. Yeah. Because white people <laughs> owned the rec centers and kicked everybody else out, which is terrible. Only in America, though. Only in America. other places. <laughs> right. Yeah. But knowing how to swim, listen, people die all the time. Because they're yeah. like, as someone who used to lifeguard, people who don't know how to swim are not afraid of water for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> they're still like on boats and beaches yeah. and hanging out and shit. I'm like, like literally my, my pool was three and a half foot deep. I saved adults who were drowning in it because they oh, didn't know no. how to float or stand up in water. Oh, and I'm like, no. why are you at a pool with your family then? <laughs> so okay. same deal. I don't think there's as much trial and error in swimming though. Cause it's just like yeah. you either like it's sink or swim. Do it or you, you're you, done. Yeah. Do it or you die. Literally. So. There's a reason for that. <laughs> sink or swim. So how many, how many people have you dated that don't know how to ride a bike? Three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> over how much time <laughs> are these like all over like my adult life max adult life okay three is a lot i, would I know say. i don't know, I know anyone can it can, is there anyone in this room who can't ride a bike matthew are you serious do you have a dad huh? do you have a dad Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, then it's your mom. <laughs> it's uh, Matthew things. is undateable, okay? The undateable <laughs> half of Matt Jack, just for the bike riding thing. <laughs> oh, my God. So had, were you in, like, extensive relationships with these people? Oh, or yes, you... yes, yes, yes. And there was talk of them learning to ride a bike, but it just never happened, mm. you know? Would you step up and teach them? Oh, for sure. For sure. I also like seeing people fall. It's really funny <laughs> to me. So I'm like, yeah, I will absolutely teach you how to ride a bike. In a, in skiing culture, mm -hmm. it's like a joke among skiers that you never teach your girlfriend how to ski because it's such a painful activity that you're going to fall and hurt yourself so many times that you oh. like 
one one person is gonna be falling on their ass all day, and yeah. the other person is gonna be con- confidently just kind of being like, "It's not that yeah, hard. Yeah, don't worry." Yeah, just like just Yeah, and it's gonna make you matter and matter. The tension builds up, and it like it like ends relationships. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother for a while, he would get hit up. Girls would text him and be like, hey, you got to take me snowboarding. And he would just flat out say no. (laughs) Like years of no, no, He's like, no, "No, I love you. Exactly. Like you want to have fun? Like we're not snowboarding together. Yeah. Also, uh, ski pass is expensive and you're not going to spend a whole day just watching someone fall if you can't ski. True. True, true, true. It's not going to be fun for anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this during your time. Is Sasha here yet? Did we get him? Because he's our last guest for the show. So quietly walking up the stairs. Alex is so slow. <laughs> so slow. <laughs> he's like, let me find out for you. But yeah. Uh, Matthew, get on the mic. Matthew, come up here. Come up here and get on the third mic. I want to know. I want to know. What what conditions did you grow up in that you never learned to ride a bike? Sweet. Yeah. It's a handle. All right. Is this a good place for me to sit? You can just sit there. You can just sit there. You can be off camera. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. So why why did you never learn to ride a bike? Uh, I don't know. I think I was. There were multiple attempts to teach me, and I didn't take. I by was the who? Problem. Who wanted to uh, teach you? By my parents. There weren't that many attempts, I guess. And then there were later attempts by a babysitter I had, and just none of it took. I was the problem. Mm. And then did you not did you not feel safe by the adults in your life to learn from them? Don't psychoanalyze me. <laughs> I'm I fine. To, I went to one therapy session. I was like, okay, so <laughs> not only am I fine, but I'm happy and I love my family. I just don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> have you wanted to learn? In, in and uh, let me ask this: Do you have a yeah. bad sense of balance as a person? Are you athletic at all? Oh, I'm not athletic at all. So there's that. Okay. okay. But I feel now like if I tried to learn to ride a bike, I think I could pick it up easy on account of everyone knowing how to ride a bike. That's what they all say. Mm. Right? And then they can't. Well, <laughs> it, it, would, it would take maybe the afternoon, but I think, I think I'd pick it up. And then if I did it shortly after, I think I'd be able to do it. It's, mm. But because I've lived a, a life, a happy life, right. without riding right. a bike, I don't have that desire. It's like, I don't have the desire. You don't feel like you're missing out? Like seeing no, people whiz I really by? Don't. I really with- don't. Wind in their hair. Yeah, I'm fine. All right, building their muscle mass. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, look at these fucking cannons. Yeah, holy (laughs) shit. That's what. Yeah, look at those gams on Max. (laughs) Gams. (laughs) All right, Matthew said this happy life, but I don't see no happy wife, and I think you got to learn to ride a bike. (laughs) 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 All right, which goes uh, back to our thesis. Yeah, Yeah, no relationships. Proved it. All right, switch that mic off. Thank you so much for your uh, hot take shot. Though. Totally. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. We're down to our final guest of the show. Everyone, please give it up. I'm sorry he's here again. <laughs> give it up right now for Sasha Von D. Host of Fun Gutter. Uh, host of touring by himself with Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late. I, 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 was, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about bikes? And Debunker was like, they're killing time for you, dog. I was like, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Got him. Worst guess. So what's your uh, what's your hot take? What do you got for me today? So, so <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's so wild to come in this deep in the podcast. You're so in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are not on the same page right now. I just got off the train. I'm thinking about other stuff. You're all sweaty. I'm all sweaty, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Fuck. They, 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 somebody busted the, uh, what's it called? Fire hydrant outside. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like still in that mode. I'm still like whatever. I'm, whatever. Uh, I'm still busted, busted fire hydrant mode. My 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 hot, my hot take. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I think that um, with with creativity, I think a lot of the time it comes down to uh, uh, 
the the wisdom to pick and choose your ideas. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I think I think there's there's a lot of people with like with like uh really active minds, burning creativity who are who are, you know, there's they're they're incredible talents, but they don't uh select well. You know what I mean? They, they like they my friend uh when I went to art school, I, I had a close friend and collaborator. I still have. He's still alive. I don't he's know still alive. I, I said it like he's, he's dead. I had a friend until yeah. the hot take got <laughs> Until the hot take. It was a little too steamy, dude. Fucking, <laughs> fucking burned him up to a crisp. Um, no, uh, uh, my friend Sammy, uh, he and I collaborated a lot. Mm. Or, or we would chime in on each other's projects a lot. And we came to this idea of, of like first idea art. Where you say, okay, like I want to make a piece. I want. I want to make a a, a a piece that's about, uh, you know, masculinity or my my relationship to myself as a man. Or, right, right, right. or I want to make a piece about my family or whatever. But it's just for the sake of the thing, like masculinity. And so then you make a piece that's like, you know, whatever. It's welding or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you you make something that's like just very like. You're like, okay, I want to make a piece of art. Uh, I want to make a sculpture about masculinity. What uh, fucking, you know, what uh, medium should I use? Okay, metal. Then what? You, oh, it should be like really jagged forms, and you know, yeah, yeah. Like, like just like really obvious stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, that does the job, I guess. But it's like, but that's not great art. You know yeah. what I mean? That's first idea art. It's like it's it's the first idea that you have, and you have to get, you have to, uh, uh, you have to have them and get past them to get to the idea that you want. That, that you're going to actually do that, you're, that is actually a good idea that's actually inspired that's mm. actually original and fresh right and right. so so I feel like a, a lot of creativity a, a lot of or uh, uh, I think where maybe some people who are creative fall flat is that selection process right is right, having right. the honesty with themselves to say okay that's a that's a first idea piece that's a first idea bit mm. you know I want to do a joke about how my dad's a funny guy you know, so I'm just like, okay, I'll just do uh, with something he said at the dinner table, and then you do a funny voice and whatever. You know, it, it's like, and it's like, not it's fine, mm. but it's not getting to the core of what you find funny, right, about your right, dad. right. Or you, you, or like, like, um, it's it's honestly kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a applying the yes and mentality to the decision making about creating a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like of, it's like of. it's, but instead of like doing the knee jerk, you're like, okay, we get that, but what else? Kind yeah, like, yeah. What is deeper? Or, or yeah, what's 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 the deeper um truth at the core of it that I'm trying to get to that this first idea is approximating. Right, right, right. You know, that that like, you know, uh I don't know if who what listeners know what bits of ours, but like I like like I'm I'm sure you went through like many like little adjustments of word changes in like rat fuck alley and stuff like no. No, they all come out perfect. They all came out okay. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, but, yeah, but, definitely, but you, definitely. you know what? It, it, it's like, or like, like I've done, I've done bits where the the first time I do it, it's fine, it works, kind of, but it doesn't get people. People don't come up like, like, like I'll yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll have bits like my my chunk about kids. I did, I did, probably like at least like a dozen different versions of that joke before I land on the one that I do now. Mm. And now people come up to me and afterward and they'll they'll cite that as their favorite joke and mm. or, or they'll say like oh like i never thought about it that way or oh that's so true which they never said about the first versions of right, it. right 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 because i i was willing to be like to to, to scrap the whole thing yeah, and yeah. Be like 
that's not really what I'm trying to say. Right. That's a first idea bit. That's the that's an approximation of what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. What is and 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 I was willing to just scrap the whole thing and right. start over and and start at what I tr- truly felt was the core of it. Yeah, you know, that's um, that's a good good advice. I feel like for anybody. So yeah, it's actually a very earnest take for the end of this. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dude, Sasha's coming <laughs> in blind to this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Has everybody been before me been silly? You've heard it here first. Uh, don't be a first first bit bitch. First idea bitch. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, uh, no, nah, dude. Here's a joke I'm writing yeah. this week. Uh, Mewtwo was an INTJ king. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mewtwo, the whole time he spent in that helmet, yeah. was just getting blackpilled on 4chan. He <laughs> <laughs> came, came out. I feel like that's that's true of a lot of villains yeah. in like in like superhero movies and stuff. But here's the deal: Mewtwo was he's the strongest Pokemon, and yeah. the, the it's annoying that well, he isn't, isn't, isn't it Mew? Isn't Mew the strongest? Mewtwo, oh, he's getting heated, dude. Mewtwo is the strongest. <laughs> you got a little upset with Here, me. Here's the bit. He's the strongest Pokemon because the only way they beat him was because he decided to have empathy, which oh. no INTJ would ever truly do. If you have that right. much psychic power, yeah. don't fucking get empathy. That's going to hold you up. Pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Come on, dude. He came out of that helmet, school shooter vibes, yeah. uh, full engaged. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a first idea bit. <laughs> and that is, that is definitely the school shooter's first idea. Yeah. yeah that, that, you, you, Dan is here, Roast King. Like, uh, like, I feel like you see it a lot in like in roasts when, oh, when, yeah. when people don't aren't doing well it's because they're going with first idea shit yeah like, it, roasting is so hard because you want to do something that's like everybody it's the, the first thing they think that they think when they see the person you want to address what everybody's thinking about the person but you can't just be like oh f- he's such a skinny white guy school shooter vibes because it's yeah. like all right, dude, like, we've all heard that a thousand fucking times. Exactly. You know? Oh, his hair slicked back. He's a rapist. Like, it's, it's <laughs> like, all right, dude, like, come on. Like, Keep it original. Put a little effort in, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing yeah. your hot take. Get off you. the stage. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, guys. That is it for the Don't Quit Your Day Job 100th episode. Guys, give it up for all of you coming out today and hanging out. Make some noise in the back. Make some noise in the back. Uh, for my birthday, guys, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and, uh, I don't know, leave some comments about who you hated the most this episode or something. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you all next week with some regular Don't Quit Your Day Job content. Bye! Bye. What up, quitters? It's the King Quitter Campbell coming to you live from California. Look at us now. Started with episode one, Caleb Clark. Episode 100 just goes to show. Keep on doing it, and it'll take you somewhere. Don't quit. Peace.